Welcome to the Creators Talk. In this podcast, we want to talk about the future of product development and address all the crazy, innovative creators out there. You will learn more about the manufacturing of tomorrow and how exciting it is to develop products that change the world. Our goal is to change the status quo of mechanical engineering, true to our mission, manufacturing the world loves. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining our podcast series about product development. On this podcast, we have a real expert here today. So let me introduce you to Zod Mayer. Zod has been working for Creatize as a chief supply chain officer since November of last year. Prior to working at Creatize, Zod, uh, you worked for Dell in Texas for 10 years, then for Apple for almost uh, 11 years. You worked both in Shanghai and in Cupertino. So you have seen both sides of the world of manufacturing. I'm sure it was in particular an interesting time for you, as it was a pioneering time when Apple started producing their iMac, the iPhone, and everything else in China. You told me that this was in particular so interesting as Apple was coming from being a small, almost irrelevant customer to becoming one of the most valuable partners for the Chinese-based contract manufacturing ecosystem. Managing the supply chain for Apple's very fast-growing products, I'm sure, was an invaluable experience for you to gain. After a short stint at Uber's new mobility venture, you joined Creatize in the fall and moved here to Berlin. Today, we're going to talk about the product development process and in particular, the design to X process. So Zod, let's start with the first question. What is design to X? What does it consist of and why is it so important? Uh, thank you, Tommy, for the uh, introduction and the kind words. Uh, yes, you brought up a, a good point in our earlier conversations. Uh, when I, for the decade between roughly 1998 and 2007, 2008, that I worked for Dell, uh, Dell was uh, considered for the premier contract manufacturers in China. Uh, one of them uh, starts with the letter F that many may know. Uh, Dell was the premier customer, uh, but uh, when I joined Apple, there was a few years of transition as Dell started becoming, uh, the, the growth rate of Dell flattened out, if you will, to some extent, and uh, Apple was uh, uh, began a very rapid growth, and uh, we saw an interesting transformation of the uh, some of the key talent at these contract manufacturers begin for their own personal professional growth, switching from the Dell account to the Apple account. So I was uh, there and uh, I saw some of the folks that I had worked with before at Dell, uh, at, the, at the specific contract manufacturers, now uh, transition over to the Apple account. So, uh, yeah, it was uh, interesting to see that. Uh, you asked me a question about design for X. And, uh, uh, what does it consist of and, and what does it mean? Design for uh, X uh, is uh, a focus of a product design team and really the focus of a company when they make a product. For example, uh, design for manufacturability or design for serviceability a design for a reliability, et cetera, is the process of designing a product 
to meet those specific needs. Let me bring an example. A product that has been designed for serviceability will have certain features that will enable a field repair technician to easily disassemble and repair a part in the field. A good example of that would be a dishwasher. Um, you, you, you want to do minimum amount of disassembly to repair a dishwasher at the client's house. Um, on the other hand, a product that has been designed for reliability will be able to withstand rigorous and specific environmental hardships. Uh, example would be a dive watch that has to be waterproof to hundreds of meter at times. Uh, that is the focus of that watch is uh, to be reliable underwater. Um, why these features are important, again, points to the mission of the product. If the product is marketed as a product you can use all your life, then it should be designed to be extremely robust. Again, going back to uh, the watch industry would be a high-end Swiss watch or perhaps even a pair of well-made boots that you can resole over and over again uh, and uh, come at uh, 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 hefty prices sometimes. So I hope that answers your question, Tony. Yeah, it does uh, very much. Uh, can you maybe just bring one example to show how many parts uh, sometimes are being used uh, to get this reliability um, uh, tested on these products uh, out of your experience? Sure, sure. So from my experience at Apple, uh, hundreds of parts are uh, used uh, to um, really uh, ascertain and better really understand the robustness of the product. Um, these parts, these products go through uh, what's referred to as a reliability waterfall. It puts the product through a rigorous testing regimen that often includes drops, uh, shock, uh, and uh, high levels of humidity and temperature variation known as thermal shock. In fact, there are massive chambers that can uh, take the temperature inside the temperature from, say, uh, minus 15, minus 20 degrees centigrade, all the way up to 50, 60 degrees centigrade. So um, you put the product through these variations, uh, water, uh, in, in case of the Apple Watch, for example, uh, to really understand what are the corner cases that uh, the product can uh, last and what are the usage environment. Um, Despite best design intentions, often there are edge cases of failure are found during these tests that need to be addressed before proceeding to the next product phase. Uh, without going into too much detail, uh, you can imagine some of the design iterations that the iPhone went through as it went from a product that was pretty susceptible to moisture to one that is quite resistant to brief immersion in water. Cool, Zod. Thank you very much. Um, next question. I mean, design to X is so important, right? And uh, maybe you can tell us what 
what can typically go wrong because in this whole process, if you do certain steps wrong, it, I think there's really, really good cases where things could get gone wrong. Maybe you can tell us an example uh, from, from Uber or from Apple where really things gone, went wrong. Well, um, I'm going to uh, mention uh, an event that is publicly uh, uh, acknowledged uh, uh, with, uh, with, with Apple product. This is maybe four or five generations ago of, um, of uh, the, the, the iPhone. And um, there are uh, multiple antennas uh, at work uh, in any given iPhone, which track GPS, uh, near field NFS, uh, they track uh, LTE, they track uh, uh, wireless. So there's a number of different antennas that they don't always work well with each other. And actually at times, uh, can potentially provide uh, interference. So in one of the previous, I, I believe it was maybe iPhone 3 or 4, I can't recall, uh, there were some, some of the tests designed for transmission, if you will, or designed to, designed to pick up uh, 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 wireless um, or cellular, if you will, uh, did not cover all of the corner cases, and there were a number of customers who had some issues with uh, reception uh, from cellular towers. So that's an example of it. Um, uh, you know, uh, we worked at Uber uh, when I was at Uber. Uh, there were a um, um, number of, and these issues were later on resolved uh, with extruding aluminum and different ways of joining aluminum uh, that through extensive uh, shock and vibe testing, we were able to find uh, some residual cracks that would form in the chassis of the scooter that large uh, percentage of the population would never be able to even see it. It would never get to that point. But for safety um, uh, considerations, uh, we redesigned that chassis to ensure that uh, it is absolutely safe all the way to the deepest of the corner cases. So these are perhaps a couple of the examples. Um, you see a lot of these examples that come up in the automotive industry where uh, brakes don't function well. You see them less and less now, but there's horror stories from the 60s and 70s where uh, cars would over-accelerate or um, have uh, uh, um, some electrical fires uh, or in, in cars, especially uh, some, um, yeah, some of those were, were uh, are examples of not designing, for example, for electrical reliability. I hope that answers your question. Yeah, it really does. And of course, I mean, we know that um, design to X takes time, right? Takes money, and one is it's pressure costly. to yes. it's costly. One is pressure to to get the product out in the market, and is looking forward to to get it out. There's always time pressure there. But if you do do it properly, the cost when the product's in the market uh, to to evaluate uh, uh, this problem is there to 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 
to mitify everything to uh, to 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 get your product uh, to work again it's way more costly more costly and uh, you have to be very careful what your marketing material uh presents the product as um and within those parameters of the product specification you really need to make sure that uh you you do your due diligence and you design to be able to get those uh product uh product features otherwise uh, you're going to have some really unhappy customers at best unhappy customers at worst uh, there could be injury damage etc so so um i'm sure our audience would also be happy to hear what we are uh, we are doing at creatize uh, to support them what we're trying to provide the value we're trying to provide for our customers it not just to without any hassle of long term contract negotiations or removing the hassle of buying capital equipment we can provide an opportunity and a market for our customers to be able to use contract manufacturing services to manufacture their uh mechanical parts uh whether it's machined uh whether it's uh stamped machined injection molded etc uh in addition to just providing simply a marketplace for them to build their parts we are also going to work with them as they go from a prototype phase i e building parts to understand how well the parts assemble into the final product <clears throat> we're willing to work with them to go from prototype to proto 1 proto 2 however many iterations it's going to take to make the final best product that they can and then grow with them as they graduate to high volume series production so it, it, we we will look over their cad drawings we would look at their material selection we provide them with feedback on texture color we provide choices we will help them come up with color limit samples we will help them come up with cosmetic limit samples whatever it requires to ensure that these piece parts that feed into the final product are to their design intent top quality repeatable dimensions and color uh, so that they can meet their design and market objective thank you so much for the great insight really enjoyed it and i'm sure our audience did as well Thank you for listening to our podcast featuring Design to X from our product development podcast series. Tune in for the next episode. We'll keep you posted. To stay tuned for the next episode, subscribe to our podcast or follow us on creatize.com.